Welcome to Machine Learning. I'm going to talk today about LSTMs, Long Short-Term Memory Flight Delay Prediction. Um, I use the Keras libraries. I'm going to use an Atom Optimizer. I will use Dropout. I don't use Flatten. Um, I did find that there was some improvement by using Mean Square Error. But um, uh, you'll see that I, I, what we use in the classifier, uh, we'll call train test split. So I pulled some data um, from the internet. It was just a, a site and it provided some data about airlines and airline delays. What took me a little while to figure out is that the uh, you had to calculate an average. And so everything I'm doing for my prediction is based on an average. And I use 10 minutes to determine whether it's uh, late or on time. And um, I also am using a binary classification. So you could uh, trach the data into like 10 minutes late, 20 minutes late, 30 minutes late and then use a multi-classifier to try to predict using a softmax classifier, um, softmax activation. But I chose to just go straight binary because um, I would, couldn't really figure out the usefulness of trying to figure out if a plane was gonna be uh, late on arrival or early based on the duration. Um, so I just felt like it would be simpler just to make it a binary classification. So what I want to do is remove all of the airline cancellations. I don't want to look at those. And I used, um, let's see, where is it? I used, I think it was two standards of deviation for, oh yeah, here it is. Two standards of deviation for my filter. So um, what I do is I take my arrival flights and I divide that into carrier, uh, CT, weather CT, national airspace CT, security CT, uh, the number of late aircraft CT, and then I also take the carrier delay divide that, and I get a, a uh, value there. It's gonna be, <clears throat> it's gonna be an average on the delay, an average on the weather, average on security, late aircraft delay, and arrival delay. So then using that, then I can use, get the standard deviation and the mean, and I wanna look at uh, the mean times, uh, I mean the mean plus two standard deviations for my filter. And that's the data range I want to look at. So you can see kind of like in delay of minutes, it shows you the carrier delay, weather delay, security delay, and late aircraft delay. And it's between 5 minutes to 25 minutes. So that's my range. Um, and if I took probably the median here, it'd probably be around 10 thir to 13 or so. So I think I'm pretty close on my uh, filter for, for
for figuring out the uh, for figuring out the whether it's late or on time. Okay, so if I just look at my carrier flight counts, uh, it's heavy on the Delta Skywest, and that would make sense because Delta is your large aircraft carrier. And then down at the bottom, you'd have Hawaiian Airlines. So those kind of makes makes sense in terms of the flight counts. Here, I want to look at the number of airports, flights per aircraft, airport, and you can see their abbreviation. Um, so it's it the flight counts are are um, counts by type, and and so forth. Okay, so once we have that. I want to label and code the carrier and the airport, and then I, I want to drop the following uh, uh, columns, arrival, delta 15, arrival canceled, year, airport name, carrier name, and NAS delay. Okay, so once I have that, then I can uh, look at my, uh, I can get a, whether or not it's binary. So I'm going to convert the delays now based on my times. So if it's greater than 10, I'm going to uh, drop, I want to set uh, the value for late aircraft delay to 1. If a carrier's greater, carrier delays greater than 10, I want to set that to 1 or I'll set it to 0 if it's not. And arrival de delay greater than 10, I'll set that to 1 if it's greater than 10. So then it shows the label distribution of late arrivals and you can see it's about 32 percent of the time it's late. So that that fits pretty close to what the averages are when I looked out there about airlines how often they're late and it's somewhere in the 30 percentile. So I'm feeling that like that's pretty good. Okay so the next thing I want to do is um, I want to get my X and Y. X of the columns are features I want to train on. Y is my target. I'll train test split it and that'll be on a 30%. So 30% will be in my validation. And now I want to set up my uh, LSTMs. So look look back, I'll use six and I'll have the number of features will be in my X columns and my look back will be six. That's my uh, shape my input. I'll set an LSTM with the sequences returning true on the and that activation is tangent H and I'll set my node count to 200, uh, neuron count to 200. The second LSTM layer sequences will be false and activation will be tangent H and the count will be 200. I want to do the batch normalization to standardize it. Um, I could have actually, you know, that, that eliminates a lot of the noise. And then I set up my dropout rate, uh, another layer of dance, 200 neurons, another layer of dance, 100 neurons. And then my final output layer would be one with an activation of sigmoid. So sigmoid, if it's greater than 0.5 is one, less than is be zero. And then I'm just gonna set up my network, uh, define my model. I'll, I'll use an atom optimizers the, I, the original one I looked at, the code I looked at up here, this is the site where I was looking at how he did it. Now he did it as with uh, Softmax 
he did a soft max and he did he broke up his time into different tracks 15 30 60 um, but I didn't do it that way so then what I do is I set up my optimizer used binary cross entropy um, and then I have a, a early stop I, I didn't use that because I wanted to run higher number of epics and I was able to get better efficiency that way okay so using uh, my X train Y train I'm gonna reshape that so that it fits my input and uh, uh, I'm gonna set it here's my look back so I have my X and my my columns and rows and then my shape in terms of uh, look back I'll do I'll set that for X X train X to test and uh, now I've got my input shape I'll feed that in these, here's my weights. I'm going to check to see if I run this multiple times. It'll, it'll load the weights uh, of the network. And then it can save it down here after it's done its fit. So in the fitting, I'll pass in my X tra um, X2 train, Y2 train. There's, there's the training set. Here's my validation set, uh, X2, Y2. And... I'll have it verbose equals zero so I can see the output. So you can see it training here, and then you can see the accuracy improving. Now I've run it like 400 epics. And one of the things that was kind of concerning on the output is the validation seemed like it, it was high. I wish I would have liked to see the validation closer to the actual losses. Uh, but I wasn't able to get the validation there. So that's something I need to probably look at later. Another thing what I did is uh, once I get my output, I'm going to check to see if it's greater than 0.5, then I'll, I'll uh, uh, set it to zero if it's not, if it's not greater than 0.5, it'll be zero. And then I do my, my prediction here and you can see like if you have a blue and a red that's a that's a good one if you see a blue and and no red that's a bad one so this is good 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 and then if you see just white down here that's good also so it's not getting great accuracy but you can see down here when i i plot out my accuracy i'm getting about 65% So in short, what I've shown you is uh, my attempt to predict whether or not a flight will be late based on its averages and whether or not uh, it had a history of being 10 minutes late.